Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 16 of Podland. I'm your co-host, Ian McEwen, joined only by my other co-host, Nick. Nick, how are you doing today? Got a, a little twosome pod for you. Yep, just a little twosome, two, just a couple. Two peas, two peas in a pod. <laughs> <laughs> just that's a couple just, pod. That's just, just a couple pod today. That's cute. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jay, Jay is in Michigan, but actively avoiding us. Yeah, he's driving literally everywhere, but mm. coming to see us. So, um, no, we'll see each other later this week. So, pretty exciting first week ahead. live in person pod, and it's for yes. Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, we wish it was for a better movie, but hey, Jason is a busy man, as you can tell, because we're still a little behind on uh podcasts up and running but um today we're bringing you a nice crispy podcast Uh, we'll be talking about some news here in a second but our main meat of the episode is Lightyear. so um strap in and let's get into it starting with a heater of a news topic yeah this has you written all over it is first look at Ryan Gosling as Ken in Greta Gerwig's Barbie coming out in July of this year, specifically the 23rd. No, next year. Over a year. Oh, never mind. Next year. Um, he is – in this picture, you can look it up. It's super well, easy. And I'm on, sure on, the, on the YouTube, yeah. we'll, we'll yep, add we'll it. We'll put it up. Uh, Nick texted me, said, this just looks like his character in The Place Beyond the Pines. And I would agree. I would agree. <laughs> Except without all the, the weird It looks like if you went over. to rehab. Yeah. Um, so it's literally just him in a in a denim vest with nothing under it. And then <laughs> pants and him smiling with super, like, it's like platinum hair. And he's, like, smiling at the camera. His, they, like, nailed, his body looks plastic. Like, they, they nailed the look they, of, like, They nailed the oil. Yeah, they nailed the oil. Yeah. Essentially. Yep. So... Um, still not sure how I feel about it. I love Ryan Gosling, um, but I'm still not sure how I feel about this. But I'm big fan of Margot Robbie, and you know she's pretty good in what she plays in normally. So I and of course it's Greta Gerwig, you know. Yeah, I, I would be. She is the skeleton key. Yeah, for all of this, like I would be significantly less excited if it was given to like anyone else the right, fact exactly. that it is greta gerwig and she's going to put her unique spin on barbie is <laughs> that's it's i'm like secretly excited for it right exactly so i think you know i think it has the potential to be like colored really well kind of like grand budapest hotel just like with a bunch of pinks and awesome frames and whatnot so I don't know. I'm yeah. You just said that you're a little excited about it, and I am too. It's just you know that that picture of Ryan was just it was off-putting, but like not oh, yeah. in a bad way. It was just like oh, it's typical hot Ryan Gosling, but it's he's a Barbie doll right now. He's something that should be in a box. So uh, next up, we have. Uh, the new trailer for Blonde. I don't know if any of you saw this, but it is Ana de Armas playing Marilyn Monroe in a new Netflix movie uh, coming out September 23rd of this year, actually. So, And um, Andrew Dominic is directing. 
Uh, she looks great as Marilyn Monroe. I would not have pictured her to be a Marilyn Monroe, but she looks awesome. And um, I'm a huge, I have a huge crush on Anna de Armas. This, so it, this I, Anna de Armas is Jason's Florence Pugh for me. So, Ooh. yeah. So interesting, but you can't, but you can't call it Pew Corner. No, you can't call it Armis Corner because that doesn't have a good ring no. to we'll, it. We'll so. figure it out. Yeah, this movie, um, and I, I like Andrew Dominic. He's directed, um, yeah. What has he done? Kill them softly. It's something. Oh, close killing to them that. softly. Killing them Brad softly Pitt. with Brad Pitt, and he did. Um, the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Have you seen that? Uh, I have not. But that killing them softly is, is a good masterful. Okay, what's it called? The assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. Okay, um, uh, I'll put it on my watch list right all, now. But killing all, them softly has been on my watch yeah, list. Killing them softly is also great. Both both uh, Brad Pitt leads. Um. So he has a pretty solid track record. This movie, I don't know if you have been seeing the headlines this past year, but this movie was considered like almost too graphic for Netflix. Like it really? got it got a NC seventeen rating. Oh. And it is one of the first major releases to have an NC-17 release since a 2011 film. I forget um, what that film was. But yeah, the, it's, it's very rare that something goes beyond R, especially in the mainstream. And this, I guess there is some graphic uh, depictions of various things in it so yeah it'll be interesting it seems like the movie's going to be a little heavy andrew dominic um from what i read was very keen on keeping the intenseness of the film intact um but he did have to cut a little bit out here and there but yeah yeah this this seems like it could be a win for netflix okay um just yeah, because the cast and crew and i don't know it just it has it has a good it doesn't have like that that Netflix sheen to it. Like you can tell yeah. a mo- movie right. is oh, yeah. like a Netflix original. AKA the one coming up that you'll talk about. Oh yeah. That, that just did not look appealing to me, but that's what I was going to ask you is do you, where, when do you think the cutoff for, because Netflix says that it wants to uh, lose its quantity for quality. Do you think that cutoff's approaching? Do you think we're going to start getting more quality movies from Netflix? Or do you think it's uh, we have to wait for a, a year or so till we start getting those? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's always going to be like a diamond in the rough situation yep. with Netflix specifically just because it's they've built a machine that churns out content. And it's I feel like it's going to be difficult for them to try and turn back the machine to unmake content and like slow down in that department. Yeah. They could go the route of like um an Apple TV. This is a good example. Apple TV goes to various film festivals, Sundance, Tribeca, uh Toronto Film Festival and they purchase a movie that has already been made that goes directly to their service. Like they they did that with Coda this past year and it won yeah. best picture. Yep. They did that with Cha Cha Real Smooth, which is a movie I'll, I'll talk about later, which is fantastic. So if you look at Apple TV's catalog, 
it's maybe 10 movies, but they're all like really solid movies right. because they go out to these festivals and they're, they just bid on them, yep. which I mean, say what you want, but I'd, I kind of like that a little more than Netflix's model of just make everything always. Yeah. Um, I, you know, a little bit of both wouldn't hurt, you know, and so. Amazon sort of does that too. Like Amazon, uh, originals, they go to prime, like yeah. a week or two after they have like sound a limited of, release in theaters. Sound of and, Metal. Yeah, yep. sound, sound of Metal, um, The Big Sick. Yep. Like they, they have a solid catalog as well. And they they don't make nearly as much content as uh Netflix as Netflix does. Netflix yep. Netflix is trying to be their own like content brand. Yeah. Where I feel like all these other other streaming services that have popped up after are have kind of seen that model and they're taking different pivots on it so yeah i to answer your question in a long-winded way i don't think netflix i feel like is going to be all bite in that department but i feel like they had a movie that won best picture or was at least nominated i don't think it won it was um roma did roma win best picture i don't think so but it was at least nominated and that was like that was like a big deal in like 2017 2018 yeah, because um, that was that would have been the first major one. streaming yeah um, nomination yeah in that department. Right. So I yep, I mean Netflix sense. is I feel like it's always going to be find a diamond in the rough. Yeah, um, it's just a you know it's it's a needle in a haystack. Every now and then they'll pop out something that's truly spectacular. Yeah, like um, I mentioned this last week, but that that Adam Sandler NBA movie Hustle. Yeah, that was an that was an awesome sports movie. That was one of the better sports movies I've seen in a couple years. I still have to watch that. It's but. it's super solid. Like that to me, like I feel like they should be doing stuff like that. I don't know. It's we've we're getting Side pretty track. off track, but yeah. yeah. I'm I'm excited for for Blonde. It looks good. Uh, I am too. It was, it was a it was a solid tr- uh little teaser. Yep. Uh and last bit of news here which is very exciting, but to me it's a little scary. Uh Jon Snow's sequel Show in development on HBO, Kit Harrington is returning as the King of the North. And uh King I, in the North. I am I am King nervous I am nervously exciting. Excited. Nervously excited. Um just I this feels like do you do you think this is HBO's like, hey, watch this instead of season eight and be happy? Yes. Oh okay. yeah, absolutely. I am I, there's here's what i'll say i'm all it's, in i don't care I, I i simply do not care if okay. benioff and wise are not involved in this which i don't think hbo will ever work with them ever again but it do, it does reek a little bit of like pure desperation yeah but i i don't care well like, i saw i saw analytics of um show very popular shows and their uh long lasting viewership i saw a graph and breaking bad was very steady and you have shows like the office and friends on there that are all pretty steady just because people go to those shows um but game of thrones just drops you know and it's very steady at the bottom nothing nobody's watching it and nobody 
like you said at I'm sure at one point, you know, nobody has the desire to rewatch Game of Thrones because they know what the ending is going to be. It it they completely fumbled it. Yeah, they did. And like you can say, yeah, there are a couple good moments in season eight, but those moments don't stand out and don't make the season any better. Um, compared to what they what they had going for them for the first six seasons, even it was, seven was good. Yeah, seven but seven was it's seven was season. good, but it was like it. You could tell that it was trending in a direction that yeah. was not good. Be- yep. Like when they, it when it came out that they were doing seven episodes for season seven and then six for season eight, you knew like yeah, there was they're just ripping the, the bandaid mind, off. Right. Yeah, right. Um, uh, they 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 completely fumbled it but yet here we are hbo is got house of the dragon coming out in august of this year and we feel the same way we are all in you know why because george martin has built a fantastic world in westeros and we love what hbo does in portraying it so this is what is going to get people to watch the john snow sequel is because we not only love Kit Harrington, I he was my favorite character through and through in the show. And for for us to revisit not only Westeros but Jon Snow, a beloved character, it, that's going to draw people in. And if people are assuming this is going to be a desperado attempt to get people back on the train that Game of Thrones once had complete control over media-wise, then I'm all in, but I'm I'm nervous at the same time. Yeah, so. I'm I'm a little. Actually, no, I'm not. I'm not weird at all. I I simply, I will never rewatch Game of Thrones, but I will 100 percent watch this Jon Snow show okay. once it's if the moment it is greenlit, I will start growing my hair back out again. So, it says sequel. Will it be post season eight? Yes. Okay. So hopefully it's just him doing wacky stuff up beyond the wall. Yeah, just quirky, silly stuff that he's always getting into, you know? Just like a bunch of... See how far north he can go. Just keep going north. Yep, just pull an Arya and just never stop. Yeah. Yep. Um, So that's very exciting. Um, And yeah, to your point, I hope it gets greenlit because I love the world of Westeros and what it has to offer. So, all right. Take it away, Nick. Let's get into reviews. Uh, yeah, a couple quick reviews before we get into the the meat of the episode. Um, did you watch any of these? I did not. I, I mean, I watched Lightyear, but not Spiderhead or Cha Cha Real Smooth. Okay. Um, so I will start with Spiderhead, which is a Netflix uh, original directed by Joseph Kaczynski, who just did Top Gun Maverick. Uh, stars Chris Hemsworth and Miles Teller. And without going into spoilers, um, it felt a little bland. Um, kind of in we, what we were just talking about with like that, that um, a Netflix original type feel. Yep. It's about a pharmaceutical testing facility. Um, Miles Teller plays someone who had the option to go to prison or to get tested on on these like pseudo pharmaceutical drugs that they're testing out. And so he he goes to like this island where they test out different formulas on him. Um, 
So it has a cool premise. Um, it's based off like a, a New Yorker piece. Uh, it didn't. I didn't love it all the way through. It takes a while for it to really kick in, um, and by that time, it it feels a little rushed towards the end. Uh, I gave it two stars hmm. on Letterboxd. It just didn't didn't love it. Chris Hemsworth, though, I will I will give him props. It felt like he was having a good old time in this movie. Okay, like fun. You get a fun Chris Hemsworth performance. He's like a goofy billionaire so from the trailers in my in my head it really looks like an ex machina situation like this isolated lab where sort of there's more there's more of a cast okay like there's there's more patients than just miles teller so it's not just miles teller right um he interacts with different inmates um i would say it's 10 ish people total so still not a lot but like yeah it is like an isolated sci-fi yeah. story but like it's not it felt i texted you this it felt like a a boring black mirror episode yeah yep. um so i mean if you if you're bored it's not the worst watch like it's not the most offensive netflix original i've ever seen um right. it just wasn't great yeah. like it just i i was talking to my grandpa actually at dinner and he asked me if i had seen it and i was like yeah i did i, I really didn't like it and he he looked at me and he said, "Yeah, not for me." <laughs> and you know what? And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> that, not for that, not for me either. Yeah. <laughs> not for most of them." Um, Apparently, because it's got a less than three on Letterbox as an average. So yeah, it's, it's just like best. I don't know. But um, moving on to a movie I saw in theaters, but you can watch on uh, Apple TV Plus or whatever that streaming service is called. Uh, Cha-Cha Real Smooth is directed by uh, Cooper Rafe, who this is his second feature film. He directed Shithouse in 2020. Um, Cha-Cha Real Smooth is about a bar mitzvah party starter who befriends a single mother and her daughter and begins like a a quirky friendship with the two of them. Uh, The daughter has autism. And so he sort of becomes like a big brother babysitter uh, to her. Um, it's really, it's a really sincere, funny, cute movie. It kind of feels like his character just graduated college, and so it kind of feels like he's having like a quarter life crisis. So it's like, hmm. it's like a coming of age movie post college. Okay. Um, really sincere, really heartfelt, really genuine. Um, one of my favorites of the year. I think I currently put it at four. Hmm. Wow. Um, oh, before Dang. it, everything, everywhere, Top Gun Maverick and Sonic two are ahead of it. Okay. So yeah. Um, <laughs> you like that? No, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. It, it has a, um, Dakota Johnson is also in it. She she gives one of her best performances. She plays the uh, the the daughter, the daughter's mother, the single mom, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's it's really great. I highly recommend it. It's it's seriously one of my favorites of the year. You okay. will not be disappointed. Catch it in theaters if you can, because I I saw it with my two buddies and an old man who sat like up in the front, 
And it was funny hearing our, our group laugh and that man laugh in the front at the same time. <laughs> it was like, it, cause it, you could just hear him chuckle and it made us laugh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it. One of my favorites of the year. Uh, curious okay. to see kind of where it lands. I just kind of projecting out the rest of the year. I doubt anything will kick it from the top 10. So okay. it seems safe in that regard, but yeah, I, I'm one of my, one of my I'm, surprise sleepers. I, I was genuinely yeah, I'm uh, surprised too, surprised because you had, it. you had the Northman and Batman under this. So that's crazy. Yeah. But Awesome. Yeah, I'll I'll put that on my watch list. Considering this is a surprise sleeper from you, so, um, and I have Apple TV, so that works. But so moving on onto our our big fish of the of the week, Lightyear. And let me just let me pull up that uh that <laughs> sweet sweet IMDb description. Oh, so geez. so everyone uh knows what's going on here. <clears throat> While spending years attempting to return home, marooned space ranger Buzz Lightyear encounters an army of ruthless robots commanded by Zerg who are attempting to steal his fuel source. I think they nailed it. That seems pretty Yeah, that good. was pretty good. That was a yeah, pretty letter good Yeah, Letterboxes is legendary space ranger Buzz Lightyear embarks on an intergalactic adventure alongside a group of ambitious recruits and his robot companion socks so i feel like socks could have been integrated into the companions but i rare i like imdb's description better so yeah the war the war rages on yep. between the two oftentimes I, I like it when imdb's description just straight up lies <laughs> it's um, just it throws me off so much but so this Buzz Lightyear, for people who don't know, I'm sure 95% of the world is familiar with Star Wars, or not Star Wars, Toy Story. <laughs> I have Star Wars Space Ranger on the brain. Buzz is voiced by Chris Evans, not Tim Allen this time. And this is the movie that Andy watched in 1995. Or it was his favorite movie in 1995, and that this is what the Buzz Lightyear toy is based off. So it's like this: if this could talk, <laughs> that's like what Buzz Lightyear is. Right. Yep. But he was significantly. So this less is important. this is supposedly Andy's favorite movie. Yep. And Back I have in. a lot of things to say about this, so we will get some general thoughts going first before i jump into my spoiler i have i walked out of this movie perplexed my mind was boggled with i i never thought i would say this 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 movie kind of disrupts the star uh, i keep saying star wars the toy story lore to the point where i had to do some recon and rewatch a couple pieces of toy story this past week to kind of fill in some gaps um, so I have an entire presentation made and written up. So before we get into that, Ian, did you like Lightyear? Yes, no, best movie of the year. Where does it where does it fall for you in in terms of Toy Stories? Uh, in terms of Toy Stories, no, not even close to any of them. One, two, three, four, not even close. I will say this: I was very exciting. Out, very excited 
a year ago when the teaser debuted for Lightyear. It looked phenomenal. I thought the idea of making a movie based off of an iconic character in Disney Pixar was awesome. And Chris Evans to voice it, great. No problems with that. I actually think he did a very nice job. Oh, yeah. He kind of nailed the mannerisms Yeah, a lot. he did. And all the... I've, all the voice actors were outstanding. I will say that. Um, I, I have some things to say about a certain one. I think okay. You know who. Um, but with how great this movie looks um, and all the hype around it, the plot was nothing. It didn't feel like a Disney Pixar movie. It didn't, it didn't feel like this would be Andy's favorite movie. No. This movie had a severe lack of space rangers. I'd like to talk to a child that was as old as Andy in 1995 and have him watch this movie and see if it would be his favorite movie. Hmm. Um, how, how are we going to do that? I, I'll just shelf that and probably never return to it. But regardless, it nothing about I, the characters. The characters were okay. The the look of it was awesome. Disney Pixar does that so well. They Their movies are gorgeous through and through. But this did not feel like a Disney Pixar film. I mean, none of the characters were head over heels with, not even Buzz. Um, and the world building sucked. I mean, it's just awful. With, the, just, but, with yeah. the potential of, with the potential of Buzz being a space ranger and, you know... It literally says, uh, oh, well, in the, sorry, in the letterbox description, it said intergalactic, but they literally just travel into maybe, you know, a million miles into their universe. But it's, it just falls flat in terms of creativity. And that's something that blows my mind because it's Disney Pixar. And I don't know, I, I have a feeling that they're, something happened and they were like no let's put this in and see what the audience thinks about it and we'll talk about it here in a second but uh the the worst part was what you're talking about the toy story lore and which as as 25 year olds um it's embarrassing that we're going to the lengths that i did no i don't think so i don't think so because we grew up with these movies that's you know what that's true i take back what i just said you know how a stuffed horse kept up with an aircraft on a runway you know still blows our minds okay and disney perks are the least they could do right now is blow our minds with you know twice the technology that they had making toy story back in the 90s and early 2000s make a great story out of one of the most iconic characters disney has ever created but it kind of fell flat for me so we, I, ha- I have a theory on that, and I'll get into that in my okay. Buzz Lightyear TED Talk. All right. You take it away. <clears throat> All right. Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Welcome Nick. to the Buzz Lightyear uh, Toy Story lore discussion. Jason, insert crowd noise here. So, and this is from now until the end of the episode, we're getting into Lightyear spoilers. Full spoiler warning. Here I go. Yep. Spoilers ahead. Watch out. I'm going to start by knowing by saying what Buzz is based off of Toy Story canon. And I'm going to go in chronological order. In the first movie, 
It's established that Buzz Lightyear is a space ranger. Buzz Lightyear is based off of a movie. And Buzz Lightyear's box is his ship. Buzz Lightyear of Star Command thinks that he is a real space ranger and is acting as if he is a real space ranger for 75% of the real movie up until his big fly at Sid's house where he falls. He tries to jump over the stairs and he crashes. And then he's like, maybe I'm, maybe I am a toy. He pops his arm back in. Yep. The second movie. Second movie starts off with maybe the hardest Pixar cold opening ever. Yep. It used to scare me as a kid. You Buzz has is center stage and he goes to uh he goes to a planet where uh Zerg is the Gamma Quadrant 4 I believe. And he is going through trying to find a battery on this on this planet. And then Zerg shows up and he blows him in half. And then it pulls out and it turns out Rex was playing a video game titled Buzz Lightyear Attack on Zerg. Are you you with me? I'm so with you. Is everybody else with him? Zerg, who we see later in Toy Story 2, is... Described as evil Emperor Zerg. It says it on his toy box in Al's toy barn. And he it also says like a tagline, Arch Nemesis of Buzz Lightyear. So we know from that opening, from the video game, in which I suppose it's based off of some kind of Buzz Lightyear thing. And we will get into this. Zerg is the arch nemesis of Buzz. And he is an evil emperor. That is key. In 2000, Buzz Lightyear, Star Command, The Adventure Begins, VHS is released. And I remember my uncle bought this for me and surprised me with it. It was a very special moment. I love Toy Story. This was a 2D animation that ran on Disney Channel. But this 80-minute movie was like the pilot for it. They made like a movie. Direct to to VHS movie. And at the beginning of this Buzz Lightyear Star Command show, there was a cold open, a Pixar cold open, of Buzz and the other toys getting the same VHS and popping it open and watching it. Woody was there. Buzz was there. It was crazy. So within Toy Story, within the canon of Toy Story, that show existed that is what we are presumed he is based off of i can't believe i'm doing this (laughs) in the buzz lightyear of star command show there are the little green men you know the little guys the 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 claw claw the claw claw. they are in the show as a species this is the one thing that i kind of perplexes me because i always thought that was kind of funny because they were a pizza planet 
like they were just like a pizza planet toy yep yeah so that was the one thing as a kid i always thought it's funny that they're in this <laughs> unless there was like some cross promotion with pizza planet yeah that there could have been like there if have been somehow they got like the pizza hut mascot in right no the the little caesar caesar in game of thrones that's like the equivalent ed sheeran in game of thrones <laughs> so that is i am that is my established t- there's not much not much more buzz lore and world building within three and four i, I recently rewatched those yeah there's not a lot there zerg shows up in the post credit scene of three um when a toy of his gets dropped off at um sunnyside okay the daycare um, oh, I should also, I should also note before I move on to what Lightyear established in Toy Story 2, there is the utility belt buzz that in Al's toy shop that fights Buzz Lightyear, hmm. who he thinks that he's a star command ranger breaks right. out of the box. The only difference between the two buzzes is that one buzz has a utility belt. Zerg says to that buzz specifically I am your father, which I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Yep. Is it just a, a nice a play, little, a play at star Wars? Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Things we are told from Lightyear. Andy got a toy based off his favorite movie in 1995. The year toy story came out. He got we Buzz watched, Lightyear. And we watched and that he, movie. We watched that movie. He got it at his birthday party. I'm going to read you a quote from the director of this of Lightyear regarding Buzz Lightyear Star Command, the 2D animated show from the early 2000s. Yep. I imagine this was a movie that then later there was a spin-off cartoon and then the Toy Story toy was made off of that cartoon design because that would have very much happened in the 80s and 90s if there was a big budget movie like a serious movie, it would get ported to a TV show, which fair. Maybe yeah. that's maybe we're overlooking that part. Right. But still doesn't still doesn't fix our our big main gripe. Yep. So where does this movie fall into the timeline? Is it a 1995 movie? Did he watch this in theaters? The director said this. So I feel like this might have been a movie from the early 80s, late 70s. So more like his favorite movie that he saw on VHS probably. Okay. So he watched so this, it at home. So this guy has no idea. Okay. Um, it then he then later says that Lightyear came out in 1986, and that Andy got his favorite toy in 1995. So why did it take him so long to get his favorite toy? Was he recent? Did he recently watch Lightyear? Was okay. it like he once he turned 11, he was allowed to watch it? I'm going to ignore the the director on this one because clearly he doesn't know what he wants for the mm. origin to be. Mm. But and then, my my thoughts were Andy went out and saw this whether it was at a drive-in theater or in mm. a movie theater in general. You know, you got this you got Edison balls all around. You got the smell of popcorn in the air. And Andy loved that. He went and saw this movie. He high off nostalgia. He's like, "Mom, Take me to Alice Toy Barn. Get me 
a Buzz Lightyear toy. But, 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 but. In Al's toy barn, the Lightyear toys are like front and center as if there was a renaissance. Right. Why was there a renaissance? Because this movie was hot, right? Why, why was it still hot 10 years later? Uh, the show? Maybe, but that the show didn't wasn't canon for five years later. Okay. Uh, shoot, maybe multiple movies came out. Which we'll get into that. That'll tie okay. into the end. Okay. Just, just interesting. Why did that was? I guess we answered that. Why did Andy wait until 1995 to get his favorite toy? Now, well, we know. Well, we we didn't really answer, but. I, I, we're piecing it together. Right. This right, is right. this is a good this is a good conversation. Right. right. <laughs> the did you notice that the ship at the end of Lightyear was the box that he came in? Yes. That was kind of fun. Yes. Um there they then head to the Gamma Quadrant Sector Four at the end of the movie. That's where they say that they're heading. That cold open to Toy Story three with from with the video game, or Toy Story two, I'm rather. Yep. That Rex plays, he is in Gamma Quadrant Sector four. That's where the planet with Zerg is at. Okay. All right. Um. So now, all of this, all of this to say, we have finally reached Zerg in Lightyear. In Zerg, if you saw the trailers. You saw his design was different from the toy. Kind of strange, right? Yes. Zer, it is revealed. You know, we're in spoilers. Quick, quick rundown of the plot. Buzz and his ship are going to a planet. For what reason? It's not really explained. They make a quick detour at a planet to check it out. They, it is like a kind of a jungly planet, and these roots grab onto their spaceship, and they're essentially marooned there. And so they don't have hyperspace or a hyperspace crystal to get off the planet. So Buzz is continuing to test these different uh, hyperspeed crystals so that he can so that everyone can get off the planet. But every time he does the four-minute run, it jumps. He goes so fast that it jumps four years. So when he gets back, it's he, he basically jumps in the future four years. Yeah. So his sidekick that he starts the movie with, Hawthorne, it's kind of a cool montage where every time he comes back to the planet, she's slowly getting older. And you see like how Hawthorne had her own life, yep. eventually had a daughter or had a son, and then eventually had a granddaughter. And then Buzz goes so fast that he jumps like 20 years towards the end. And so he comes back and she's dead. Yep. Zerg, when he comes back after the 20 years jump, Zerg and all of these robots have um, kind of, they're kind of looking for, uh, I don't know, what would you say? Like the fuel source? I literally have no idea. No. Uh, Well, yeah. But why why would they stop there? Why would they think it's there? Probably because and we'll get to this. It is revealed that Zerg is 
Buzz Lightyear from the future. And that Buzz wants to go back in time. So at some point, something splintered off. And there was like a multiverse of sorts. Where there was a rogue future Buzz that he said that he borrowed... And this is key. He said he borrowed the Zerg tech. And his plan is to get the, the hyperspace crystal and go back in time and not go forward. Which would essentially erase um, everyone on the planet that Buzz has been trying to get off the planet. Okay. So Zerg in Lightyear, Andy's favorite movie, is Buzz Lightyear. He is old Buzz in a robot suit, a giant robot suit, which the robot said the robot suit is cool. And it would have been awesome to see like a like a Zerg, like humanoid like figure come out of that, you know. But I was like literally at in the movie, I was like up till this point, it was fine. The movie was great. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. Like, it's it's cool. They've got a lot of cool visuals and kind of cool characters. And then this happened. And I was like, hmm, well, <laughs> I'm not so sure about this. Not so sure about this. I think it threw me off and it kept me off until the rest of the movie. So and I'm still off thinking about it because... <clears throat> The fact that the director doesn't know what he wants Andy's origin movie to be when he wanted to watch it or whatnot, and then he does this, it's very, you know, sloppy to me. And, but I guess they are, so Buzz, Buzz throughout the movie, you notice that his green Space Ranger suit isn't exactly the same one. So he, throughout the movie, he like kind of pieces together the the toys. So he doesn't have the jetpack and the wings and he doesn't right. have the laser. Yep. So at a, a certain point he gets like, he gets a blaster and he tapes it to his wrist and then the wings from, um, the jetpack are, yep. um, emergent. They're like an emergency space. Yeah. Like. When he, he has like a showdown with Zerg in space and his ship, it's like the emergency uh, eject. Yeah. So his seat has it. the wings. Yep. So when he ejected, he had the wings, and that's how he was able to like shoot Zerg down. Yep. So Zerg, presumably, like was shot, turned off in space. So old Buzz was in the suit, and his the the shoot, like shut off. Mm-hmm. At the end of the movie, the whole that whole um, society basically were like, all right, we're just staying on this planet. Right. Like they just they just <laughs> they sunk just their roots up. in. Yeah, right. Buzz is given a promotion. He is uh, a space ranger again, and then the group from the movie goes off to that Gamma Sector Four. Yep. And then and there's a post credit scene where Zerg's the old Buzz's Zerg suit turns back on. So presumably in the future we'll get the real Zerg, but still. It just it bugged me that what they did with Zerg in this movie a bit, but yeah. it it bugged me too. It and I'll say this: I gave it, it didn't a three. completely ruin it. No, it didn't. But even then, not even that. But his character, the characters that went with him, 
you know they're they're funny and, yeah we should probably touch on them yeah they're funny and you know the charisma between them is you know it's there but they just they didn't lack they or they lacked the disney pixar breakthrough of us caring about them very deeply and i don't know if it's because a we were thrown off by that huge plot twist with zerg or if they just didn't have the appropriate amount of screen time you know i blame taika watiti personally why is that for forcing his way into this movie okay well i again <laughs> the charisma was awesome but the characters themselves were not great and you can't blame taika my my favorite side character was socks yeah the, socks the, is the, honestly the ai cat yeah. that um hawthorne gives him at the beginning is like a it's like a coping uh pet that because he keeps he comes back from the four-year jumps and he's like this sucks so yep. much right exactly because his friends are getting older but he's not yeah and it just turns into a whole interstellar thing and i'm like oh that's cool but then they introduce robot socks and he honestly was how very man, funny he, he is hilarious and it, it made me wonder is are andy's parents poor because they didn't give him the buzz with the socks because you know that there was like there was a utility there's belt no buzz. way there's no there's, way. there was there had to be a buzz with there the probably socks. wasn't a buzz with the socks honestly. there i mean i bet you it was at the top shelf of al's toy sh- toy barn maybe it was sold as a separate thing altogether I don't know. That's... Because if it was sold with Buzz, it would have had to be scaled correctly, and then kids can choke on big. that. Yeah, exactly. Kids can choke on socks. Mm. So maybe socks was, yeah, like you said, sold on a different shelf, but as a separate entity, so he was bigger. This, but, is, so, this is such a stupid discussion. <laughs> yeah, but I'm loving it. I'm loving oh, every second of it. But regardless, the, what movie didn't make the... What? <laughs> what? What made the movie not great was not just the Zerg plot twist, but it was the world building was lazy. The characters we didn't, we, they lacked. Pretty unmemorable, other yeah. than the two Hawthorns. The, and the, and Socks. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It, it felt short. Did it feel short to you? Yeah. It felt like once it got, it finally got its legs, the movie ended. Yeah. Which I bet you, if this does well, it's almost certainly getting a sequel. Yeah, you have Chris Evans doing the voice. Like they're, I feel like they they're sniffing a franchise here, Which especially how, with how, them kind of wrapping up Toy Story. Yeah, how do you how do you feel about their possibly being a franchise? Uh, I mean, I could do without it. Okay. Um, I'll watch it. This didn't like it's didn't blow me away. I will I will give it credit though. This is easily the best a Pixar movie has looked. Yeah. Um yep. the animation was gorgeous. Yeah. And um, the seeing lights. it in IMAX was like an amazing experience. Like it was it was a visual treat. Yeah. They they but did, they continue they continually do a stellar job with how their movies look. It was it was kind of jarring. Like I I watched that one day and then I watched Toy Story 2 the next day and yeah. I was like, "Wow, this is Right. Insane, like they looked so rigid, um, in 1999. But yeah, it the Pixar is every time they make a movie, I feel like they advance the technology a little bit more. Um, yeah, yep. It looks it looks super cool. I can almost guarantee you, 
if it does get a second one, real Zerg will be in it and he'll be an evil emperor. Okay. Um, these nitpicks and where Buzz Lightyear Star Command fits into the Pixar Toy Story verse, I'm not totally sure. I'll be working my whole life to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll, but, we'll, we'll come back on it. But, uh, like, being so confused leaving Lightyear, it, I was able to revisit Toy Story. And, like, it, it was so nostalgic. Those yeah. are some of my favorite movies from growing up. Those movies um, are just so nice. It's awesome. Are Were, were you a, a Woody or a Buzz kid growing up? Uh, Buzz, 100%. I was, I like Woody. Yeah. So I, I love Woody. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of wish. Yeah, you said in your review that you like, want a Woody. Now you want a Woody Movie. Like a cowboy, like yeah. a western, like yep. that'd be funny. And I'd, can I'd get... be all for that. Again, I I like these ideas of making movies based off these iconic Pixar characters. Um, but you know, this one wasn't its strongest foot. You know, I think if it was, if it was, if it started off better, I'd be more eager for a sequel. But right now, I'm kind of hesitant on it. So, I mean, I'll watch anything toy story related yeah um this wasn't the worst movie i've seen of the year no um no the jurassic world dominion is somehow the number one movie in the world right now and top gun is still in theaters so people like i together i've i've seen 36 movies thus far in 2022 and i have light year at 18 yeah so very middle of the pack very like if you have kids they'll love it it's it is it is a cool kids movie um yeah i don't know yeah. i i gave it i gave it a three in terms of the the pixar uh ranking i i have it behind toy story 4 so my toy story ranking is three one two light year okay no three i'm sorry three one two four light year okay i forgot okay. four existed yeah yep four unfortunately exists it's still good but uh i gave it a three two i think you know visually it's awesome and socks is great chris evans does a great job um but the characters weren't you know meaningful memorable and the plot was just meh so i think they had a lot of potential to build something awesome but they they kind of lacklustered in that so i gave it a three it didn't make my top 10 of the year um I honestly, I, I don't know. Jason might hate me for saying that, but I think I liked Uncharted more than this. Which you know, Jason, take that as you will. But, um, yeah. So you know, TBD. We'll see what happens with it in the future. But was this Pixar's? Oh, I guess this technically is their second release of the year behind um, Turning Red. Yeah, I haven't, seen, Turning I haven't Red? seen Turning Red. I haven't seen Turning Red. Well, that one's that one's straight to Disney Plus. Yep. I still have to see that. Yep. Um, I'm guessing their next release is probably 2023. I I don't imagine they do more than two releases in a year. Well, I don't know. Maybe they'll release another Disney Plus exclusive later this year. Surprises with it because I feel like Turning Red was kind of a surprise. I don't know, but um. Yeah, I gave it a three star. Nick gave it a three star. I I recommend you go see it. I think it's still worth a watch. I think especially if you know you're as old as we are and you grew up watching Toy Story and you love it. Yeah, you'll. If you grew up t- watching Toy Story, this is a must see. I still laughed. I still 
I still, you know, cheered when Buzz got all of his uh, equipment. And um, yeah, again, the, Chris Evans does an amazing job. The mannerisms were awesome, and the visuals were absolutely stunning. The best Disney Pixar has looked, and you know, it's just unfortunate that the plot fell short. So, all right, let's clean this up. Nick, what have you been uh, watching outside of these three films? Anything? Uh, Besides and Toy of, Story. I, I mean, I, I talked about the, the quickie reviews. I started um, For All Mankind on Apple TV. Um, yeah, Jason's been raving the, about that. Yeah, he loves it. It's Space Race Show. The the first season starts off with the Soviets getting to the moon first, so the whole season like s- spins off of that. Yeah, yep. it's 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 That's a awesome. it's a cool it's a cool what if. Yeah, um, I'm a couple episodes in. I've also been watching Seinfeld from the top. Yep, uh, that show's hilarious. I'm I kind of I'm been savoring it. I watched an episode or two like before I go to bed, and it's just yeah. so funny. Yep, that show's hilarious. Um, yeah, I, I I feel like I already touched on everything I've watched this week. Oh, I had to rewatch <laughs> rewatch Jurassic World Dominion, uh, which was the that. worst. <laughs> it was it was worse the second time. My my siblings Ooh. wanted to go watch it, and I begged them to go see Lightyear, right. which would have been my second time. Yep. and they're like, "No, we want to see Jurassic," and I was like, "All right." I guess I'm going to see Jurassic World Dominion. Guess I'm and going it, to see a bunch of locusts in a world. <laughs> they, my 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 brothers, to their credit, they were like, "Why are there bugs in this movie?" It's uh, <laughs> like, I was like, "Dude, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know I'm why they're still are bugs. asking that question." Uh, what have you watched? Um, other than Peaky Blinders, and then catching up with or keeping is that up, good? Are you, oh, are you it's, finished? It's freaking phenomenal i haven't finished yet i'm trying to take my sweet time with it because it's it's only six episodes right it's only six episodes yeah every season every season is only six episodes which i will say is quite nice you know because you know what you're getting every season you're getting at least best six episode seasons ever yeah it's i mean it's on my mount rushmore shows and if anything it's my favorite show of all time um and this season is absolutely awesome um, it's got a more saddened tone to it because I think, you know, the directors are like, yeah, this is, you know, we're wrapping this up. So we're going to make this a little bit more sad for the audience this time. But it still has the the Peaky Blinders-esque that, we, that I've come to know and love with the first five seasons. Um, so still keeping up with that, keeping up with Obi-Wan um, and then the boys... Thanks. Yeah, Obi Wan. Awesome. Yeah, the boys is awesome. Uh, the Obi Wan show not so much. Um, but you know we can highlight that next week. Um, with Jay, well, I yep. guess I guess we'll see if that's good or not. Yep. But that's basically. Oh, I watched uh, Vice yesterday. Um, is I don't that know. Good? If, yeah, have you seen it with Christian Bale? The Dick Cheney movie. Yeah. Yeah. You have seen it. Mm-hmm. What 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 do you think about it? Okay, yeah. I just just, just a shoulder. Like, yeah, that's that's the same. Know. It took me McKay th- McKay's when he does serious stuff. Just like isn't my favorite. Yeah, it um it took me a day to finish it. I started. <laughs> it, and I was like, I have no watch, desire to finish this movie. So. Watch it in fifteen minutes. I think Christian Bale is awesome throughout, but um and the fact that he just puts on weight like that is astronomical. But yeah, um, yeah, the movie itself was just meh. So. But yeah, that's it. 
that's all I've been watching. Um, pretty dry on movies, but show wise, I'm you know keeping up with everything have, that's going on. So, have you been watching yeah. Miss Marvel? Yeah. Okay. It's two episodes in. I honestly, the last two episodes, not that bad. Or first two episodes, I should say, not that bad. Okay. It's it's it honestly like it has the most unique tone out of any of the MCU shows thus far. Okay. Like it, it stylistically, I've I wouldn't been, say like, like content wise, but like yeah. stylistically, this they do some really imagine imaginative t- things. Like it it has like this John Hughes feel because it's like a teenage show. Yeah. Um, but it's it's nice to see like some actual flavor. Yeah. Well, injected. and that's and that's you know I've been on the cusp of watching it so maybe maybe i'll get around to it this week maybe tonight maybe tonight or maybe tonight i'll watch peaky blinders so but yeah between those two yeah yeah um thanks everybody for tuning into episode 16 of podland uh i'm one of your co-hosts ian joined alongside nick unfortunately we are jasonless uh this week but next week we'll We'll be our will be our in person yep first episode ever in person and i'm very excited uh we'll also be chasing the little white ball around seeing elvis all three of us together so it'll be in black phone are you seeing black phone before we record yeah i i think i i think i will if i have time on thursday i think i will go out and see that in the theater remember uh Nick Stites top 10 most anticipated film for remainder of 2022 right. the black phone that's right that's right so get get excited I think this is my first of the movies that I put on that list that is Lightyear out. no the black phone well that, Lightyear was Jason's oh Lightyear was Jason's okay Jason you suck for that sorry um but thanks everybody for tuning in Uh, And we will catch you next week on an exciting episode 17. Thanks, everybody. Go go hug your dad. It's Father's Day. (laughs) Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad.